The year is 1998. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this is My Marvelous Year. Variant cover. Hello and welcome to My Marvelous Year, the comic book reading club where we're going through the best of Marvel comics from its origins to today. I'm Zach, your comic book journeyman and your quirked up white boy. I'm joined today by Charlotte, comic book <laughs> rainbow belt. <laughs> what does that She's mean? got a little bit of swag. She's busting it down sexual style. What is happening? And I'm also joined by Dave, who <laughs> Dave, comic book master. Uh, Dave, everyone wants to know, are you goaded with the sauce? <laughs> what is happening? I understand none of this. I'm so old. This is a. Oh, this is how I've the never kids been made talk, to feel older Dave. on this podcast. Yeah. You, yeah, sorry, sorry, you don't understand. Didn't you use the exact how, uh, same intro talk. for you in one of the Christopher Priest Black Panther episodes? I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> I know. Okay, <laughs> so here the actual story is. Uh, I was thinking of that meme because of um, the the guy from Black Panther. God, I forgot his name now. Um, what meme? The uh, the white boy. From oh, our our guy Everett Ross. Everett Ross, our, thank our you, guy, God. Everett yeah. K. Ross. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking of that meme because of uh, Everett Ross. <laughs> I was like, if there's anyone who's a quirked up white boy with a little bit of swag, busting it down, sexual style, goaded up with the sauce, it's Everett Ross. So, so this is possibly like two weeks in a row where everyone's had to hear you say these words. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just forgot <laughs> about it. Have I forgot to say him last time, and now I'm, I'm just shoehorning him in somewhere. Is else. is goaded with the sauce? Like you're the goat. And then what is what is the sauce oh, Dave, if you, contribute to being the goat? If you, if you have if you to don't, ask, mm-hmm, it's one of those. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's precisely yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, this is not very poggy of you at all. To uh, gosh, for somebody who's less God. who who claims to be less online than any of us, <laughs> you're so online with mm-hmm. your hip lingo. No, Man, I'm what just a zoom. So all right, your case for Zach the Zoomer grows daily. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, I might even be younger than Charlotte. I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, I have no idea what you've been talking about for the past three minutes, so yeah. You have a lot to prove, Charlotte, to prove that you're... Yeah, I see that. I've been overthrown by my (laughs) fellow new Zoomer. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting younger. Someone stop him. (laughs) Speaking of someone stop him, we're not going to stop talking about the MCU on Disney+. Plus. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was a a terrible transition, I'll admit it. Uh, We are going to talk about She-Hulk today. We're going to talk about the first two episodes are out on Disney+. Plus. We've watched them both. This is a variant cover of My Marvelous Year, My Marvelous Year, the podcast where we go through the history of Marvel Comics from its origins to today. We just finished 1998, right? This is going to be the variant that comes out after we finished covering the Marvel Comics of 1998. We officially launched Marvel Knights. We're going into 1999 comics next, okay? So you can find everything that we're reading and read along with us in the show notes. Uh, you can also get access to the full spreadsheet for as little as $1 a month via contributing uh, via patreon.com slash year, which is just a way of showing some support for the podcast. It is the only way that we uh, that we earn anything off of doing this. We are entirely listener-supported. 
and we will keep it that way <laughs> for you so long as we don't have any offers. Um, so thanks, everybody, for your support. We do appreciate it. Again, that's patreon.com slash year if you are so inclined. But you do not have to pay to play or to see what we're reading to read along. Those, of course, are always, always, always in the show notes. And coming up next is going to be 99 Part 1. We're going to continue Marvel Knights. But for the time being, for right now, for this episode, we're talking She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. Some spoilers may follow. We're going to talk about these episodes in some detail. Um, and then we'll we'll kind of see where the conversation takes us, this being a variant cover, if we have any questions, if we have any updates, anything important, we may address them here as well. Uh, anything big, Charlotte and Zach, that we need to talk about before we before we start talking She-Hulk? I, uh, I got an email I want to read. We haven't read one of these in a little Ooh. while. We've been posting sure. the Slack. But I got an email from Chris. He says, Chris G., Hello, I've been listening to My Marvelous Year podcast for about eight months. Just want to say I love it. Started from the beginning, so I'm still behind. Just finishing 1987. I've been moving through pretty fast and hope to catch up to the new episodes as you read Avengers Disassembled. I don't really have a question for you all. I don't know what has already been asked in my future episodes, so I don't want to repeat anything. I believe you're currently in 1998 or 1999, or exactly between those two, Chris. If you do read this on a variant cover... I'd love a shout out so that I can hear when I pass through the late 90s on my way to your present time. Thanks for all the hard work. Enjoying my time in your past and can't wait to catch up to the future <laughs> parentheses, your present. <laughs> Chris. Um, thank you, Chris. And uh, I like, you know, trying to seed the future with little treats for yourself. Oh. Uh, Days of future, like Chris. Idea. Wonderful. <laughs> exactly. Days of future, Chris. So thank you, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Thanks for the email. Hey, did I, talk to, did I talk to either of you about meeting Chris Claremont? Have we not talked about Mm-mm, that yet? No, I don't think podcast. so. No. Yeah, yeah, we've had some we've had some gaps. I guess I talked about this on the on the Comic Herald live stream, but probably not on my Marvelous year yet. Yeah, I met Chris Claremont uh, at C two E two this year, and I got a, a signed Demon Bear. Got a signed Demon. Whoa, bear. Whoa, that's fun. Um, now now most people get their comic signed. Yeah, you had or... an actual d- Demon Bear. I brought I brought my demon. Bear. I did. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was and it's a it's a gamble because the thing is, you know, Chris Claremont's been at C two E two before, and this is my home Chicago con. It's like the one big one I do, and uh, and usually the line for him is so long. You know, like they like these top tier creators, they get these massive lines, and you know, generally I'm like I don't want to spend two hours of my day waiting in line to talk to one creator. Like, but like my my goals at C two E two are basically talk to as many creators as possible. Try to set up some interviews, say hi, maybe get a commission or something like that, right? Like that's kind of what I'm there for. And uh, and anyway, when I got there this time, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna bring the demon bear. I did it, and uh, it, which is, it, listen, you drive into Chicago with the demon bear, right? It's it's you, you've seen the bear, I think, um, the the Hulu show, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen yes. the bear. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's that intense, but demonic. <laughs> you know, it's rough. It's rough. But anyway, I get there. There's like only four people in line for Claremont's table. Okay? Like first thing in the morning, there's like four people waiting. I'm like, this is incredible. Yeah. So of course I do it. Of course I get in line. It did not take long. um, And uh, and we got to talk. Now, this was the day after Chris Claremont, legend, living legend, you know, all-time ex-head, was in the semi-news, kind of in the comics world, for saying weird stuff (laughs) at a panel the previous night. Y'all, (laughs) y'all. Watch this. Okay, yeah. I, I um, heard vaguely about it. Wasn't he just like, someone's like, Kitty Pride being black? And he's like, I'll make Kitty Pride black if I want to. <laughs> it it wasn't exactly that, but it wasn't as different as you might think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Basically, somebody asked him about, like, you know, ideas that he would have done if Extreme X-Men had continued. And he was like, yeah, I was definitely, I was going to make Kate Pride the, uh, Kate Pride the, 
you know, the black daughter of T'Challa and Aurora. <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing, good, but yeah, like that's... Good, no, good for him. <laughs> that's what he was pitching. And, you know, like that's wrought <laughs> with conflict and history and making similar decisions throughout his X-Men history. And he was also like very, um, he was very critical and kind of just grumpy about the state of Marvel and Krakoa X-Men comics and not getting invited to play. Which actually, like, I thought he made some really valid points where he was like, listen, like, no one is doing slice of life stuff in this space about, like, the people who aren't on Krakoa. Like, what about the mutants who don't want to go or can't go? I want to write those stories. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I actually kind of want to read those. Like, that doesn't sound that bad. Um, But he was pretty, you know, writers generally aren't openly, like, critical of their publisher that they're getting work from. You know, just doesn't happen a heck of a lot. Yeah. So it made some news. And I I got to talk to him about that a little. And he was kind of not contrite, but annoyed that it happened and you know he kind of he factored in sort of the the human reality of it which is like i had to walk a long way at the end of the day i'm coming off hip surgery i was a little grumpy (laughs) basically (laughs) yeah you know and it's like you don't factor these things in when you're thinking about it um anyway anyway i got to meet chris claremont it was very cool we talked for like five to ten minutes um i accused him of uh, storytelling malfeasance, and I said, "How dare you do that to Kate?" I'm... <laughs> and uh, and then we had a good chat. Um, I do want to. Uh, did, did you mention any of my uh, critiques of his comics? I did. I well, okay. So I I said, "Please sign my demon bear," and that it took a while to wrangle the bear. <laughs> Let's just say it took like like I I I do I do need to publicly apologize to everyone else who was in line because they all missed their turn to get to talk to Chris because mm-hmm. we had to wrangle the bear. It took so long. Um, but after we did that, uh, I did say, like, you know, I'd love to have you on sometime. Like, we've read all your comics, and, you know, is there an email I can get? And he was like, no, <laughs> please don't contact me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I was like, okay, fine. In that case, then um, I'm just going to recommend you listen to what Zach had to say about Mutant Massacre. That's all I'm going to say. And then I, I dropped him. I did bring a mic for that. I dropped it, and I walked out. And then asked him, please make sure, you know, if you can get a hold of Walt, uh, if you can pass along Zach's criticisms to Walt. So, <laughs> so Chris will be coming up to Walt saying, uh, I spoke to a man who has a podcaster co-host who's got these criticisms. Please address them publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not just Walt. I mean, the whole Simonson family. Right? No, Louise is cool. He's close with Louise I'm, uh, as well. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, like... Oh, Louise is cool now? Yeah, Louise is felt... cool now? No, Mr. X-Factor is the worst from... comic of all time? Uh, no, I've liked her stuff for a while. I like the, the cable, uh, X Factor stuff. Power Pack is kind of fun, you know? Yes, she has written good comics. Yeah, I like Okay, I like so I, I spent longer sharing that, like, non-story than... <laughs> I have another non-story before we get into She-Hulk yeah. uh, that I've been meaning okay. to share, and this is the, the perfect place for it. Um, it, it starts with a question. Dave and Charlotte, do you tell people in your personal life about this podcast? <sighs> hmm... So let's start. Like, Charlotte, why don't you go? Why don't you go first? Your friends, like, do your friends know about it? I mean, yeah. Charlotte? I mean, yeah. The, the the people I hang out with do know. Like, they, if okay, <laughs> if if they ask me what I'm what I'm doing on on Sunday afternoon, I'm not like you can't know. It's a dark secret. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's I'll not, be in my room. Like, I need absolute quiet for about ninety minutes. <laughs> don't exactly. <laughs> I yeah, it's, go- it's going to well, be okay. real what, what tough. What co-workers? Your, your co-workers, do they know? What co-workers? I guess. But you, well, I guess well, you're, you assume you're have grad a job. school, right? You have colleagues, right? I, ha- I don't know. Okay, well, so you don't have anyone. Like... This doesn't apply to you then. Dave, <laughs> <laughs> friends and co-workers. I am loath to talk about having a podcast at work. Uh-huh. I, have, I have revealed that 
to maybe one or two people uh-huh. that I trusted, and I am ready to be betrayed at any moment. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that is not information. Like I, I, I am probably. I don't know if most people are like this. I guess yeah, as we're talking about it, but I, I'm very. I don't like talking about myself a lot in general, which is ironic for doing all this stuff, you know, publicly. Um, but also, like, yeah, like, if I'm at a job that has nothing to do with comics, I do not want to be... Because I, I just feel like the assumption is going to be, you know, if I'm like, oh, I have a comic book podcast, people are going to be like, I bet it sucks, and I bet he's weird. <laughs> you know? Um, which maybe is unfair. But it's like, no, it's kind of legitimate, and I've been doing this for a while. But anyway, yeah, so I, I don't love to talk Does that about. fold into, like, CBH, too? Do you... Do your coworkers just know? I will. I am more likely to mention that mm-hmm. um, to to people. Yes, I I am confident enough in that. But the podcast, I don't know. It's like weirdly personal. It's like a like a weirdly sort of private thing. And I I think part of the challenge is also like listen, unless I unless you're also like a big comics fan, it's not the sort of podcast you could listen to and be like. Oh, I'll listen to like, your podcast. In general, and be like, right, oh, yeah. I, I know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, he's speaking right. a different language. Yeah. You know, so I don't know how shareable it is. I guess it's part of it. Yeah, at first, but, some of my friends who aren't at all into comics tried to listen, and they're like, oh, that, yeah. that, that's cool. That That's nice. And I, I'm sure they didn't listen to any other. That's like, which, that's which like is my cool. mother. Like, my mother keeps totally trying fine. to listen. Yeah. <laughs> and then she keeps being like, yeah, it's about comics, I guess. Like, I feel <laughs> like the variant <laughs> covers are maybe the way in. For somebody, if you just want to be like, "Hey, do we are we humans capable of conversation <laughs> and <laughs> and not being absolute lunatics?" Um, you know, especially like with the Disney Plus stuff, like that's pretty mainstream at this point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I have the same thing, Dave. I usually don't tell my coworkers about it, um, but the thing is, if, if I start making friends with people, like I, I become good friends with <clears throat> someone at work, it's like it gets to a point where it feels odd that I haven't told them, right? So, like, I mentioned to, to Rose, my wife, uh, the other day, I was like, oh, I haven't told this person at work about Does the Rose pod- know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she knows. Um, and uh, she's very embarrassed, and she wishes I would stop. Um, yeah, so she, I, I mentioned that, like, yeah, I haven't told this coworker about it, and she's like, what? Why haven't, you, why haven't you told her? Like, you hang out with her? Like, we hang out with her on the weekends sometimes? Like, you're very close friends with her now? And, like... I'm like, yeah, I guess it is weird. Like, I haven't told this person about it, which then led to me and my coworker having lunch one day, and me being like, "Well, I feel like I have to tell her because <laughs> now it's screaming <laughs> out of the blue. I have a podcast. <laughs> well, it's it, because it's like we've been friends for like six months, eight months now, and it's weird that I haven't told you. And now there's no easy way for me just to bring it up <laughs> casually. But I also feel like the longer I wait, the weirder Incredible. it is." So so yeah. it ended with this conversation of like there's a long conversation and me just going like so um there's uh something I have to tell you <laughs> like genuinely just like that and like I, her her being like oh okay um you're and about I, you're clearly about to admit uh some sort of romantic entanglement it, uh, yeah one no I was gonna say like that sounds like the way I've come out to a lot of friends one hundred percent she thought like. I was gonna be like, I'm leaving Rose for you, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and and then I'm just like, I uh, have a podcast. She's like, Oh, okay. And then she could not care less. She d- didn't even ask me what it's about. She was not into <laughs> like she's not in a podcast. She did not care. And I was, uh, I later brought it up to her, like how 
awkward and weird I was about it. And she was like, uh-huh. yeah, you could have waited until it just came up in conversation <laughs> instead of just like, this has to come up now and I need to tell you about it. Oh, that's incredible. Um, this so, yeah, deep, dark now, secret you had to get out. But now, oh, yeah. It, I, I mean, I still have the same issue. I have another coworker friend who I'm very close friends with, but I don't like trust her as much to not spread it around. And like, I definitely just don't want everyone to know about it uh, at work because I'm in a more public. This is why. Job. This is why we're as big as we are. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like this. Because <laughs> we're afraid to share. <laughs> we're we're literally afraid to market <laughs> to yeah. those who know us. No, I mean, I don't know. I, I've had this problem with Comic Carol for a while, where it's like. I love growing my audience, and I love seeing all the the fans that have come in and and have enjoyed the website over the years. But the idea of someone I like knew in high school or college finding the site, I would I would shut everything down. I would cancel my oh no, I'm accounts. totally. I would totally delete the domain. That. Like I would never. Like I would just. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you want you want your memory of uh, being a cool quirked up white boy with a bit of swag. <laughs> Uh, to live fresh in everybody's mind. Uh. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I don't. It, some that, of that, that some doesn't of that bother me just, at all. Like, yeah, yeah. It, some it's of that literally just work, work and it's it's kind of like I don't want it to spread to people that I'm like that I feel like would use it as ammo. <laughs> you know? <laughs> don't you don't you think having a podcast for a white guy just kind of sounds like a red flag? Like like in a <laughs> that's kind of true. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Actually. I mean, it, it's that joke of like uh, you know what do you call a group of white men? Uh, uh-huh. a podcast right like, uh-huh. yeah um yeah yeah no i know being like you know in your your early 30s uh to early 20s to late teens uh, in my case um is uh in i guess a i feel a little better about it now that i can tell them but but i do it with two zoomers yeah right. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's not it's very not young it's very comics. fresh it's very like of the moment um, Speaking of young, fresh, and of the moment, let's talk She-Hulk. No, <laughs> okay, come on. <laughs> had to do Ooh, it. I had I, I had, had one less. It. Sorry for your incredible uh, segue, but I I had one less uh, one less thing about because uh, I remember my confession. No, no, no. You asked me if I like talked about the podcast with my coworkers, and I made fun of you, and I was wrong because I did like I I I don't think I told you this. I had an internship last year in a in a bookstore. Uh, like that's focused on like kids literature and yeah, comics and um, like. Or did you mean the games. audience when you said you? <laughs> I was like, no, I, I know mean, about that show. My story isn't over, Zach. Please. No, no, you said I. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Go on. Yeah, but you don't know the full story. Let me finish. Okay, please. I'm listening. Um, and I did like the people I worked with did know about the podcast because I actually put it in my resume because I felt like it was a job that had to do with. What I would do at the bookshop, like re- recommend sure. recommending books and talking about, among other things, comics. So I did like actually put the podcast on my resume, and that was useful. So yeah. Okay. So as a yeah, as a means of acquiring employment, <laughs> you would mention it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought but about that for you, like wanting to get maybe into translation work at some point. Being like, yeah. I work on an English language podcast with two. Yeah. American English speakers. It's a pretty good, <laughs> a pretty good uh, resume and, and good luck translating what Zach is saying at the start <laughs> of these podcasts, right? Yeah, that they'll listen to it and be like, "That's not. This is not English." There is no French translation for "goaded with the sauce." <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> Just between parentheses, incomplete gibberish, and that's that's <laughs> enough. Coherent. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Speaking good, of good, uh, good in, question, incomplete gibberish. Yeah. Let's talk about okay. Yeah. Okay. That's Getting more, some perspectives here. Yeah. 
All right, yeah. So so She Hulk on Disney Plus, two episodes out. Um, let's. I'm gonna start. Let's address the, the CGI, okay? Let's talk. Let's, let's get into that first. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm gonna start on my soapbox a little, and then we can, oh we can go from here. Okay? okay, please. I hate fandom and <laughs> and the sort of the rage machine of fandom. You know, the way the way fandom gets weaponized into this angry socio-political weaponry when it comes to anything Marvel does with non-white men at the front of their properties. It is just so transparent and awful. You see the review bombing of Miss Marvel. You see the review bombing of She-Hulk, the conversation. Like, I, I did a thing. I tweeted this out. But, like, if you go into a non-personalized algo result and you search She-Hulk in YouTube. Oh, yeah. It's a nightmare. You get some trailers and every piece of commentary, every video is about how it's woke how how it's it's a mess how it's the worst thing marvel's ever done how it signals the death of the mcu it's genuinely difficult to find one just nuanced conversation about even not liking it right <laughs> which is a position you can take you know i'm not like i'm just i i hate how it gets put into these binaries of well if you like that like if you support women you must love this show. Yeah, that stuff's and frustrating. If you hate too. women, you must hate this show. And it's yeah, like, what? Yeah, yeah. What are we talking about? Like, like, why on earth are we putting? Like, it it should be way more normal to these to these lunatics. And I know I'm talking about a small, very loud percent, but it's like when you go to a a, a platform with the weight of a YouTube, for example, and this is a YouTube problem, right? It's this, you know, it's yeah. a world problem, but it's a YouTube problem, and it's just like, like that's what a totally new a total newcomer would see. And I, I just that makes me so depressed and so sad. So that's that's kind of like the the cultural shadow hanging over She Hulk, and it's like it's nonsense, and we could not talk about it. But it's also like that's really hanging over this on social platforms where you know like people are going to find it. You know, like younger listeners, maybe people who are newer. And I just want to be very clear that like. I despise that. <laughs> I despise that approach to talking about this show. We we can talk about it in terms of the actual quality of the material, where it fits in the MCU, what we like about She-Hulk comics, what this pulls from that, and what it doesn't. Like that's a conversation that is interesting to me. Um, and and let me just finish on the soapbox here by saying I don't like this show that much. I don't, <laughs> but I feel like I'm put in this position of like I have to defend it in order to feel like I'm not a part of this, you know, rage hate machine, you know? And, uh, but the reality, the reality is, I think it's totally adequate. It's not horrible by any measure. Um, but I'm not excited about it. I'm not. I think two episodes, it's been kind of a dud, um, in some disappointing ways. There's some things I like, and we can talk about that. Uh, but I'm not super high on it. Okay. And I, I despise that that makes me feel like I'm a part of this, this, you know, the, sort of the grossest elements of I don't even want to call it cultural commentary, but it gets no, I, I mean the thing is, it's a lot of teenagers. <laughs> it's a lot of teenagers and a lot of YouTubers catering to teenagers because that's who watches YouTube, like teenagers yeah, to sure. like twenty-two year olds. And it, it's hard to like remember that sometimes that like the loudest screaming aspect of this is like it's a lot of kids who are just you know kind of being nihilistic and uh, edge lordish on uh, yeah on on. 
the internet. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's frustrating. It's annoying because I also, like, want to critique this show for, like, trying to be woke. <laughs> right? And, like, but it's not because I think, like, it shouldn't be a feminist show. I just think it does it really poorly. Right? Like, it just handles it. Yeah, that okay, first sure. episode, that first episode, we can talk about more than this. This doesn't have to be the focal point because it's one small scene. But when Jennifer Walters turns to she, I just squeaked my voice in my, like, I, I'm getting real worked up about when women express themselves. My voice squeaks. Well, <laughs> you've never, cracking. you've never been able to talk about She-Hulk without squeaking. <laughs> long, long time fans know this. Yeah. <laughs> um, when she talks to, uh, to Bruce about, like, her anger and why she can control her anger and control her emotions because... She's been catcalled and harassed and told she's not good at her job. And as a woman, you know, she has to push all that down, blah, blah, blah. It's so bad. It's so clumsy. It's so, like, on the nose. And it's also, it's just so, it's the most uncreative, like, it's cynical because it's so clearly, like, Disney just being like, well, we got to make this, this is important, right? Like, we have to have this be a show about a woman. It has to be important. And there's interesting ways of integrating that. You can have that. I like that as an idea. Except for just saying it out loud. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> right? like, like, it feels like a moment that's made to be shared as screenshots by the Disney Plus account. Like, totally. more than it yeah. feels like a natural moment in the show. Even, and I even think it's, like, done a bit better. At first, we're in her, like, I can't remember if it's uh, her initial transformation or, like, one of her earlier transformations. Or, like, you kind of get that idea and you could go further into that without having to literally state it out loud in four phrases and then not really coming back to it because like that's done we've done we've done the moments we needed we don't need to come back to it which is which is insanely boring and like not not interesting and not saying actually anything of value about it just like inserting a twitter thread into your <laughs> your dialogue <laughs> totally and not to like praise captain marvel that much a movie i think is just okay uh and doesn't get into this stuff that much captain marvel achieves a similar thing about showing um Brie Larson's Carol Danvers in a, like, man's world and, like, makes you understand exactly the kind of world she's in with one line <laughs> where, like, you're just getting a flashback. She's getting her memories back in some pilot at a bar. Some sleazy pirate pilot leans in and <laughs> a sleazy pirate. I wish uh, it was a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> leans in and says, like, you know why we call it the cockpit, right? And, like, that line tells you everything you need to know about, like, the world that she inhabits and, like, what she has to deal with. Yeah. Right, and it doesn't have to be like her being like. I I mean, it's it's this is it's it's not a uh, like socially. I think there's anything wrong with this. I don't. The message of what she's saying is fine, even though I don't really know how much of it is like rings true to a upper middle class like white woman. Uh, you know, when she's like, I, I could be dead for you know letting my anger show. I, I don't know. Like, I understand what she's getting at but well, it's, well, well you wouldn't know <laughs> that's kind of the point well come on i mean i can still like extrapolate what other people's experiences I'm, I'm not gonna be like well i just literally cannot understand what another person experienced anyway i'm more saying Hashtag, it's just clumsy dude. and it's ham-fisted and there's like an impulse to like the frustrating impulse when you watch this stuff to then think like it's good because i agree with it right like it's the yeah 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 like compulsion to like well it's making a point i agree with so I can't, like, criticize that. I don't have any problem with what she's saying. And I'm like, well, that's not the point. That's what not, not what good art does, right? Like, in Breaking Bad, <laughs> when Walt is feeling all sides close in on him and he's absolutely out of control, an interesting thing is not to have him, like, speak to the camera and say, like, I feel like I'm losing all control and I need to get control where I can. You have a whole episode of him chasing a fly, right? And he's hyper-obsessing over a fly. You illustrate it through art, <laughs> right? And, like, 
you do it through uh, interesting scenarios in ways that we haven't seen instead of just speaking out loud. This is a, I mean, this is the MCU all over though, right? Like the it's, mis- it's an MCU. Miss Marvel I would say specifically, with the- it's an MCU Disney problem. Let's yeah. let's put a pin in that for a second. Yeah, because it's not it's it not the biggest aspect of the show. Like this is one yeah. small moment. No, in, but I, I do want to get to the it does dominate the conversation commentary. about it. I do think. Yeah, yeah, which you know maybe we're falling into a trap by letting it <laughs> dominate the conversation. Oh, for sure. But, but it's yeah. it's like if you're. I'm, you know, I'm not super online, as evidenced by my inability to understand what you're saying at the start of this episode. You know, I'm not that type of person, but I'm online enough to see that it's a problem, you know, for for certain swaths of humanity. And I guess it just, I, it shouldn't be the primary conversation, but it's going to be for some folks. Charlotte, what what did you make? I mean, you talked a little bit about the, you know, sort of the viral memification of the speech. Um, I guess how did that work for you? in general and kind of did it did it diminish from the episodes or you know i put another way just like are you enjoying this i mean okay so that's two things about it like that's aspect of the political messaging of and and all that like that's that's an interesting like like Zach said that's an interesting thing to have about she hulk but like show don't hide oh show don't hide what <laughs> show don't tell show sorry. don't hide it <laughs> don't hide show don't tell. I mean, <laughs> y- it's the oh. most boring way of doing it possible i think yeah. um and like a piece of media shouldn't be judged on what it can teach to people like that's yeah. that's not its <laughs> yeah, job which yeah which which i think is a mistake people make and they're like well it's like it's got a really good lesson behind it. and you know what like i hear i've heard a little chris or not criticism defense of this on like yeah it's for kids and i'm like it's not exactly a kid's show. Like, this is not shooting for a child audience, right? Like These are these are family shows, it, I tend to think of them as. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, right? Yeah, sure. But it's like, just like, sit down with your preteens and your teens, and you can all watch this together. But even, even um, a child show can some value in. respect the, like, audience's ability, like, child's ability. Child, yeah, but, like, if you're, if you're plopping your seven-year-old down with She-Hulk... That's a weird choice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, it ends with her going like, yes! Uh, oh my god, I, I forgot Captain every America. comic book character's, <laughs> character's character's name. Character's name. Captain America, fuck! And then, you know, like, the joke is that she's talking about, like, if he's a virgin it's not a or child's not. joke. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even, yeah. like, I mean, ooh boy. Steven Universe? Steven Universe is considerably more subtle uh, and artful in the way that it deals with like actual stuff all the time like yeah you can respect a child's like children's audience children's a children audience children's audience oh my gosh cut him off somebody is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is happening you can, you can respect uh, kids intelligence lay down uh, yeah. have a drink um oh no so i don't I need think, another drink. i think the, the audience into- <laughs> yeah have fewer drinks um i think the sort of uh, this illustrates a problem that i've had with the disney plus shows for a minute now which is it's not super respectful of audience intelligence yeah which is the yeah. nicest way i can say that um it's it's very handholdy in ways that i find incredibly off-putting um and it's it it assumes it, a lot of these shows are making the assumption that like we need to string on we need to pull audiences with us because they will not get it and uh and i don't love it <laughs> when media does that i mean i think the other thing too with kind of where the marvel tv is at i'm finding it to be very average of late um it is it is enjoyable i suppose as an additive experience if you really love the mcu and i don't want to take that away from people getting to hang out in these spaces through additional means obviously is something that a lot of people are loving 
right? Um, I think one thing it's really struggling with is for a lot of viewers, or at least for myself, the expectations of television have increased a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. over yeah. the last decade plus. And it's like, I feel like there's a, there's a, a diminishing effort to sort of speak that language. Because, like, the MCU in, in movies, and I'm not, like, obviously, we know this. We've talked about this on the podcast, right? Zach's cinema head. I am not. Um, but I feel like the Thank MCU you. speaks the language of blockbusters. It speaks, like, the movies, increasingly, they speak the language of summer action it, it quite well. And I think that's been a huge part of their appeal, you know? Like, those feel like they belong, I think. Um, and now they, they are the blockbuster right they, they own that space the tv series it's like they're winking at you know sort of like here's what tv can do you know like with she hulk i mean you have this sort of i know the i know the meta commentary and we can talk about this a little bit you know, yeah we from the jumper and comics and stuff <laughs> yeah but it's also like for folks who watch good tv it's like well this feels like fleabag oh, right it's a and much Fleabag's- lesser version of fleabag yeah, I know, sure. I know, I know. I'm saying that's what I'm saying though. Is like yeah. that is an extraordinary show that does it incredibly well, and it feels like it's sort of a wink and a nod to like the better stuff, <clears throat> without really living in that space or, or trying think, to walk think those about... lines. And it's it's disappointing. I don't expect. I definitely at this point it's it's completely gone. But it's like I never expected Disney Plus TV shows to be like prestige TV <laughs> per se. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know, like Mandalorian, for example, like the launch ship. It was kind of like. But they're kind of going to try. But they're kind of going to try to walk those lines and do it their way. I thought WandaVision did the same thing. Yeah, WandaVision is like a similar game. It's so strange. You know? They started out with like, this is a TV show and we can do what we want. And it's going to be yeah. exciting and it's going to be formally audacious. And then even by the end of WandaVision, they were like, no, it's kind of a, you know, a watered down MCU movie. Like a stretched out watered down MCU movie. This actually sounds like, like I just much- I would not recommend this as TV. No. To anyone not already in <laughs> yeah. hook, line, and sinker yeah. on the MCU of it. Which right? Is the like only when I'm, when I'm, I'm talking to my wife yeah. about it, I'm like, you know, she's like, should I watch it? I'm like, no, I don't think you'll enjoy it. It's not good. Like, and, and we we both say constantly, like, and my wife says this a ton, like, if you want to see Tatiana Maslani in something amazing, watch the first season of Warf in Black, where she <laughs> plays every character. And yeah. I'm like, she's the greatest actress of all time. You know, and she Hulk, I get none of that. I get absolutely none of that. And it's such a bummer. I wish I did. And I know this is super negative, and like there there is some stuff I enjoy, um, but I just the MCU on Disney Plus is like not cutting it. I don't think. Okay. Um, I I, I mean I had a better time than that. Like I actually kind of like this. Okay, but again, it's it's I mean like both watching the movies and especially watching the shows, it's such a curve, and the curve is that I'm invested <clears throat> in the MCU, and I'm kind of just on board with what they do for the most part. Miss Marvel like lost me. That's the first show, like, live-action show that I really had to force myself to finish. I did finish uh, episodes five and six of that eventually. and uh, I, I should remind myself here that I actually really like Miss Marvel. That's so weird to me because <laughs> so I feel like that has all the same issues, especially, like, with their social messaging. Like, it felt so surface-level cover. Oh, I mean, wow. Hard to disagree. Yeah, that all the, uh, the Homeland Security damage control just being a stand-in for Homeland Security and, like... It's a dangerous threat, but also we'll have a bunch of teens home alone them <laughs> at the end was like embarrassing to me of like, yeah. I'm but. fine with, I'm fine with ham fisted metaphors in my comics, but uh, you know, that, that to me is a different thing than like literally spelling it out. It, we don't need to rehash Miss Marvel. No, no. I actually, I liked Miss Marvel a lot. Charlotte, where do you, where did you net out on Miss Marvel? 
Um, I mean, I disliked it, but for different reasons than that, I guess. Because, like, that part of it, I, yeah, like you said, Dave, I think that's that's fine to have, like, exaggerated metaphors, and, like, that, that, that was kind of a fun moment. Oh, I like, don't mind yeah. it being damage control. I think it's just being, like, they're trying to be, like, we're talking about something serious, but also we're treating it incredibly silly. Like, it's just, like, they don't know... That, I mean, it's that tonal balance, right, of, like, this is a stand-in for the way that the government completely continually harasses and monitors Muslim communities, but also they're a bunch of oafs and goofballs, and, like, we don't actually want to talk about this or take it seriously. It's, it's the same thing they do with, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, here's a very know, serious a, thing. We're not interested in actually I, dealing with I it. I very much disagree with. Um, but that's fine. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah, to yeah. mention okay. Miss Marvel. Yeah. Uh, but, no, let's, let's get into the She-Hulk. Either way, like, um, I... I didn't like Miss Marvel because it felt like a, a structural mess with like two seasons of a show mixed into one and it didn't work at all and the like the the position part was interesting but the villains and the clandestines didn't work at all for me. Like I, I just think any time you have a chance to weave clandestine <laughs> into the middle part of your series, you have to take that. Their death. I mean, I would so prefer funny. if they were at least weird, like the comics with clandestine. Like there would be something there, but they're just a big nothing in the show. The the way that they all died was so funny. The effects on that, like, and I, I usually am not that critical of the effects, but just the the design of what they did, where they just crumbled into skeletons, like. Uh, I, it was like a comedy beat to me, the way, like, the second one, uh, the, the main woman died there. Um, I thought that was really funny. But anyway, I... Sorry, I, sorry to our one, the, the world's biggest clandestine fan. No, he's mad at it, too, because they <laughs> just took it in name uh, only. Of the My Marvelous Year <laughs> yeah. Patreon, uh, we, with apologies to the to the team's one fan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> okay, so, all enjoy that. so I, <clears throat> like, really didn't like Ms. Marvel... And so I talked about, f- like, first part of my opinion, She-Hulk, the political messaging messaging is, like, kind of boring. There's not much there. But then I think it's a really fun superhero show. Like, I actually quite like it. Um, it's, I like, I don't know, I like how casually it integrates superheroes. And, like, you feel this is a completely superhero world in a way that you don't necessarily feel in, for the most part, in the MCU. Like, yeah. Even though it's been going on for like what fourteen years at this point, you still feel like superheroes are still like a minority, and it's like the Avengers and a handful of other weirdos, and that's it. And here, like just the way she's announced, like oh, there's a new superhero in town, and like it's you feel like oh, that happens every every other day, kind of. But people still have fun with it. I don't know. I really like that part of it. I like it's like that. It's it feels really episodic in a way that I like, and I feel like it's going to keep going with like. A singular plot with each episode and like going with weirdo heroes and villains and weird Marvel characters, which I, I really like too. The, the I, I would never have guessed that I will I would really like the Abomination in the MCU. Like he's he's really fun. Tim Roth feels that like he's having favorite, a lot of fun with it. My favorite part of the series, yeah, was was visiting Emil Blonsky in prison. I, yeah, exactly. I thought it totally came alive. Yeah. So yeah, yeah no, I'm, 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 I'm right excited you, for the rest of the show. I, I had a good time with both these yeah. episodes. Uh, I I'm, I'm frustrated with a couple little things. That one scene, which is not even like peppered throughout. It's literally that one scene of her, <clears throat> like trying to win, you know, feminism points for Disney. Uh, that are so like, I, I do want to I do want to back up though. Like, did you have that reaction in the moment? Because I didn't. Yeah, I mean, definitely oh, yeah. in the moment. I was just like, yeah, this is like this is selling. The point is, it's overstated. Um. But it's like this is a real thing that Disney is just gonna what's, wait. Like, what's the alternative? Of showing it, they're gonna put it out on the page later and like have the reaction. 
Oh, just like the because there's a reaction to it. There's a strong reaction. Like there's an immediate sort of like, oh, it's getting shared out a ton. People are reacting. Then there's a backlash to that. Then everybody freaks out. I just I don't know. I, I actually do think like if I'm realistic about it in the moment watching the show, I was like, that's heavy handed. But, you know, like, OK, this is what the show is going to do. Um, I, I do have some time for these shows just showing stuff very obvious. That might yeah. seem very obvious to others, but is not obvious to a big percentage of the audience and and then you can do that on. without like <clears throat> i mean you, you can, can have very Marvel. easily have oh sorry go ahead ms marvel and her family just existing and you know some of that stuff being woven in about like having a muslim family on screen you can do that you know without it ever feeling like turning to the camera and being like as a muslim american my life is blah 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 and you know like yeah yeah no, like, I, and, I and that it. show didn't I get really the, do that the like, critique of it i guess i guess my point is is almost like if you watch these two episodes of She-Hulk, and the biggest problem for you was that 30 seconds. It was 30 seconds. No, oh, yeah, sure. Right? Like, that's not actually a lot. No, it's not. Yeah, no, no. That, so it's a small critique. Like, I, I generally like the show quite a bit. Uh, yeah, same. That, that's same just a, a pre- that. Okay, so my big issues are that. And the way that they're weaving in the meta stuff is very stale in 2022, right? Like, people turning to the camera and winking at the camera and doing little asides. Like, I, want, I bet you're and, wondering how I got here. Is, like, at this point... That that is not a fresh idea. It is not a fun. Found it. You, you need found to do it something more. But it, yeah. I like, feel like there's also not enough of it for it to feel natural yeah. because it yeah. only happens yeah. like twice, twice or thrice every episode. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, weird. oh, I, I forgot she talked to the camera because it hasn't happened in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, like right. Contrary weird. to Deadpool, where like it feels natural because he's always doing it. Like that's his character, and in She-Hulk, you kind of forget that's part of her character. Like, because so why is she was... doing that? Well, because she does it in the comics, and like. Don't know if that's enough. Right, right. It just it feels like total fan service to the fact that She-Hulk did this in the sensational She-Hulk in the '80s, but without any of the invention and and playfulness that John Byrne was incorporating. And like, uh, you know, I wrote this after the first episode, but it's like that's one of Byrne's best creative additions to the Marvel universe. Oh, thank 80s, you, Dave. Is well, it's like it's it's you know the Dark Phoenix saga, Days of Future Past. I'm just saying uh, compliments to John Byrne or compliments to me. Thank you. No, I just, that's it. Like those are the, that's it's Puck and then <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, but that, but the She-Hulk meta awareness is really good and it's also super clever. It uses the medium incredibly well. Like you have She-Hulk yelling at the author, yelling at Byrne. You have her tearing pages. You have her stepping between panels. You know, like she is breaking the fourth wall in ways that are well beyond just turning and looking at the audience and saying something. And the show is only doing the one trick. And it's they doing it in a doing very doing the one very stale format. trick of now, it, 30 years later, it just looks like, oh, she's doing a Deadpool thing. Oh, she's doing a Fleabag thing. We have other touch points that have done it and done yeah. it well. Which You have to do something inventive with the medium to actually capture that spirit. That really bummed me out that they were like, oh, she's just going to talk to the camera in the most boring possible way i i was very disappointed about which that. kind of makes me wonder if they're just like afraid of breaking the fourth wall too much and like breaking the illusion of the mcu as like a real universe which kind of makes me afraid for w- what they're gonna do with deadpool because that's that's his character <laughs> um like yeah I, I hope they're not i hope that's not the reason and it's just bad writing i don't know uh but yeah that's it's really disappointing because, like I said, y- you could do really fun things 
similar things but with the medium of tv like being with the camera with like her addressing the people behind the camera the director stuff like that like there's very easy stuff you could do and that i feel like they're afraid to do because I mean, it's what about breaking the illusion bursting into like the disney plus menu and jumping yeah, into like, like other MCU show, like her actually breaking the format of the TV show and her jumping into like the. Although stu- I feel I mean, like we are getting close to Wreck It Ralph two territory, and I'm not sure that's, that's what we want, where we want to go. Wreck It Ralph, I love, I love the, the second one Wreck-It-Ralph. isn't. Yeah, well, I, I, I haven't watched it. Um, so I, I think you know what I will say as a defense is two episodes. There's nine episodes total. The seventh is written by Zeb Wells. And the eighth is written by Cody Ziegler, <laughs> both of whom have written some really good Marvel comics of late. Yeah. Um, so the potential here, I think the MCU does tend to slow play stuff in some instances. So could they do some of these inventive things? Yeah, sure. There's time. There's time. If we yeah. judge it after two and it does it later, great. Um, but, you know, I would still say, like, don't don't start off bad <laughs> in order to reveal something later right like like use the. i mean and this the, is also kind of one of those that you have it's like a criticism of like i'm just annoyed that they're not doing something from the comic so like i'm i'm it's not the most fair critique i don't think really but to it's just more like, like they're kind of doing it but not enough for it to work like, but if i didn't try to do it but it doesn't the, work if i had no idea that the comics did like such a bigger job of this i would watch this yeah. and go like oh that's fine whatever and i wouldn't think anything of it and i'd be like sometimes she turns the camera <gasps> i just feel like be weird? i'd still be i feel like it would yeah. just be strange and 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 not done well yeah i, I mean i, I don't know if it's not exciting it. but i don't think it's like necessarily like poorly done I would just be like why is she doing that are they just trying yeah to be like, yeah that? i guess that's, that's if true. i if i never read the comics yeah yeah yeah, yeah i can see that um all right so worse. what it does do well I think I I mean one I think she looks good like I like how much time she spends the Shulk I don't know the CGI criticisms uh I don't really get too much I think Ooh. I think it I, maps on fine to I me. think in um in like indoor spaces like in law offices I think she looks really odd and I do like we've talked about this before I do not care about CGI I just do not but I don't think we're there yet to sell it <laughs> Yeah <laughs> it often feels me. like she's kind of floating around and doesn't feel as real like she kind of Which feels just, like a cartoon character in a live action world see, but like get that. but, but yeah, she's also too close issue. to human yeah. to for that to work like it's yeah it's it's kind of uncanny valley in a way that she doesn't feel part of the same scene as the other characters mm-hmm. i don't get that at all that's so strange um yeah I, I don't get that but you know yeah that's just a lighting issue anything right. shot at night or in darker quarters is totally fine yeah. I think, but when she like when she's in the bright lights of the law office, I was like, "Oh, this looks weird." Yeah, um, but what's weird to me that I feel like with Hulk it works kind of perfectly, and it yeah, somehow. works less well with her. And I don't know what it is about. Like, I don't know why that is. Maybe the scenes mm-hmm. where we see Hulk are in like know. lighting where it works better. It's uh, it's misogyny, yeah. Charlotte. <laughs> that's exactly yep. why it is yeah uh, i think part of it is that he has skin texture he's got wrinkles and stubble and he's older Maybe. uh and so that gives his skin a little more like texture uh so he doesn't look as smooth and i think her like very perfectly smooth skin uh can lend itself to the, like artificial Maybe the problem is yeah. just like if you're too cute it stands out more yeah you know and we're yeah, just like oh just that like... cute person doesn't belong here they're too cute mm-hmm. right um he yeah. is just kind of scraggly Okay, well, I, I don't really mind that part, and I like, uh, I don't know, the first episode between uh, She-Hulk and Hulk, fun. 
Like mostly yeah. the stuff between yeah. the two of them. Like that's the, all those scenes, that whole like middle chunk of the episode. Pretty good. Yeah. Like, and I and I also like I I really like how casually it is connected to the rest of the industry. Like full jokes and full Hulk referencing referencing like Tony Stark, Steve Rogers. Like there's some very fun jokes and like conversations about that in a way that it feels very integrated and that's that that's that's kind of always fun to see. Like that's a big part of why we like the MCU. Um, yeah, I feel like the Captain America joke got me. Like that was mm-hmm. yeah, a very fun well. ending to yeah. the episode. I yeah. do think yeah, the um, this as a Hulk show, like as a Hulk family show, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I I do think like the the interactions and the relationship between Bruce and Jen that's very compelling. Um, the you know the abomination ties right, and the fact that that's a callback to the first Incredible Hulk, but that that's all kind of Hulk family stuff. I kind of realized watching that, that it's like, we've gotten none of that, you know? Like, Incredible Hulk comes out in 2008. It does an actual Hulk movie, right? When was the last time we had actual Hulk world stuff? (laughs) You know? You get a very minor nod to Planet Hulk and Thor Ragnarok. And obviously the character's been around, but kind of as an Avenger, right? Mm -hmm. As as a Hulk, as an Avenger, which is not the same as what makes good history. Yeah. It's like what makes good Incredible Hulk stories, what makes good She-Hulk stories, what makes good Hulk family stuff in yeah. kind of these Gamba-irradiated world. You suddenly realize like, oh, we actually have the potential to do that here in a She-Hulk show. I think that stuff is interesting. Um, I think, Charlotte, you made the point earlier, which I really like, which is as sort of big superhero stuff, you know, I think it's doing that better than many things recently on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. You know, because Hulk is tied to the Avengers because we actually have connections now throughout sort of the the shared tapestry of continuity in the MCU. You know, I mean, just, again, like, I really thought the, the scene with Eli Roth, like, lit up as the abomination, but just, like, <laughs> Eli the Roth, callback. The Eli Roth, director of Hostel, and, uh, yeah, yeah. and Cabin Fever. No, I think yeah. it was a weird, it's a weird movie. For, it's a weird movie. For him. Like, it's a strange role. Um, <laughs> He's good but, in uh, Inglorious Bastards as an actor. As the, yeah, uh, the sure. The Jew Bear. Yeah. Sure, sure. Hateful Eight, right? Yeah. Yeah, classic. Uh, no, um, but okay. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, but when you get to that moment, it's like, oh, and he's like semi-teasing the Thunderbolts. And, oh, he's talking about, you know, possible like where the stuff's going. Um, that was kind of exciting. I that, that to me tapped into like, yeah, She-Hulk as the super-powered lawyer. That show sounds really fun. And I know we're building to it and we just haven't gotten there yet. But like that show still sounds really fun, so I'm I'm hopeful that sort of the rest of the series can kind of tap into that a little bit more. Um, and obviously that's what it's setting up. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm still eager for it to get to that. Yeah. So I it's interesting like this show not working for you and Miss Marvel does. I just I can't like parse what the difference. Well, is. I think they're quite different shows. They're very different shows. I just yeah. I don't know. I don't know what like about that show excited you, and this one leaves you like very. Flat. I think Kamala Khan was incredibly well portrayed i think that that character had a ton of vibrancy and energy mm-hmm. i loved her family dynamics yeah yeah i agree and with i that. thought i thought selling in some of the muslim american experience um a little bit with the history of what their families have been through you know kind of as the series progressed i thought all that stuff was fairly well done and not something we've seen in the in the mcu before and I'm looking forward to seeing more from that character. The the fact I that her, I I one hundred percent agree with you, 
but that's all my problem with it is that that's barely 25 percent of the show <laughs> yeah it's a small part of the show but listen like I, well that's kind of what i'm saying though like i'm not like over the moon yeah as a show right like these are shows that i like these are homework shows i feel like i need to <laughs> yeah, keep up yeah, and yeah, i yeah. do stuff while i'm watching <laughs> you know and uh and yeah like when we had conversations with clandestine i'm right i'm writing i'm doing some, i'm doing some editing on cbh right like i'm not a hook line and sinker invested in that i don't care and i figured that out pretty quickly so uh, yeah, what, I'm, what I'm saying I liked is like, you know, I'm finding, okay, what are the elements that I do like? What are the stuff that I actually do want to pay attention to? Yeah. Um, and, and finding a show that has enough of that, that I'd be like, yeah, okay, that worked yeah. for me, you know? I, and I think She-Hulk can get there if it's doing the Hulk world stuff, She-Hulk attorney at law and actually living in that space. I think it can get there. It just yeah. so far has. And you know what? To be fair, I think i do remember that after episode two of miss marvel i was still like pretty high on the show and hopeful that it would be good and it kind of went downhill from episode three so like you never know maybe the thing the same thing will happen with she hulk and i'll I'll have the same opinion about the two of them but like right now i am hopeful about she hulk yeah sadly in the way i was uh for miss marvel (laughs) episode two but yeah i I don't have as many critiques about she hulk as i did miss marvel at the beginning but i also was like warmer but you also hate fun marvel Yeah, yeah. I just, I just <laughs> yeah, don't like yeah. fun. I don't like kids. Uh, I notorious, mean, there, notorious there is, child hater. <laughs> there is a part of Miss Marvel well where it is literally, it is a show like just for kids. So like, part of it is like, yeah, I'm just a little bored by like it being more of a kid show. And that's not like a critique as much as it is just stay, stating that I'm actually not a cool young zoomer and I am an adult who finds <laughs> kid shows kind of wow. boring. The Very truth is, you admit. Yeah, the Very truth, big truth comes out. I am excited that uh, it's Kamala and her two parents are moving on into like the Marvels, and they'll be in the Marvels yeah. TV show. So, like, I, I thought out of anyone, um, especially her parent, her parents are so good. Her brother, I can take or leave, but her parents were excellent in it. And uh, you know, and I, I, I really think that's quite underrated because, like, like look at like with like when she comes to visit her family in this one, uh-huh. the fam- I've that family is completely forgettable. Oh, like I like her dad. Her dad stands out to me. Uh, he's, I, 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 I know him so. from other I think Kamala's parents really stand out, and like, I like them a lot. Yeah, they're definitely bigger personalities. But... And it, it's it's more relevant, I suppose, right? The dynamics are different. You're talking about a teenager at home still living with them versus coming home to the family. So there's, there's one thing I want to share with you both. I want to see if you agree. Um, so Asher Elbane tweeted this, and I thought it really summarized something that I had noticed in this as well. So there's talk about this show as like a comedy, right? And I'm not going to say like, oh, it's unfunny, it's it's funny, but that's like some of the conversation. And Asher wrote, She-Hulk is an absolutely fascinating project because there are a bunch of moments that are framed like jokes, delivered like jokes, and scored like jokes, but do not, so far as I can tell, actually contain jokes. <laughs> I had this experience a bunch with this show. Did, did either of you feel the same thing? It was so strange, I thought. I mean, I can't remember any moment moment like that, but it's also very possible with any Marvel project that, like, have the jokes leave me like that, and I just don't remember them because I had no reaction whatsoever. It wasn't even bad joke writing so much as the setup of a feeling of a joke without ever actually including one. I mean, Ooh, that- I, I do feel that, like, with his, um, with her, like, weirdly, like, sorry, her weird misogynistic colleague... Like and it feels yeah, like he is yeah, yeah. the setup for a joke, but the joke never comes. I think He's the joke is and he... uh, that men at work are and uh, and you you know as a woman you're going to be harassed to work and like, belittled. It'd be in, fine in if that was just way. his role in yeah. the show, but he plays the character as if there's a joke, but there really the, isn't. The thing is, like, the show doesn't have yeah. the confidence 
to actually be nasty about that stuff, which would yeah, being a little nastier sure. would sell that. You know, like like the bear we were talking about and Richie is that his name? Uh, yeah, I think where like Come. that character's really unpleasant and like kind of racist, kind of homophobic, and it's complicated. Like how you feel about that guy on the show? It's I mean, you know, the bear is also a show for adults versus <laughs> She Hulk, which is like you said, maybe a yeah. family show. But like, if you're gonna lean into that of being like I'm a woman being belittled at work, you have to bring something some specificity and not just being like um jennifer are you sure your boobs aren't gonna get in the way of you defend actually that's more clever than anything he ever said that's write that down mcu that's a good line that you can take (laughs) (laughs) or like the the kind of uh like you know the the signifiers of like these are men this is how they harass women it's just you know it feels like it was written by like a teenager uh who just watched other tv shows to get their cue about what this feels like Right, like, well, and that's what's odd. Yeah, that yeah. that's that is odd to me because it's like this is a series with a strong female hero. It is directed by women. A lot of the episodes are written by women. I'm sure they have experiences and and you know stuff they can draw from with more specificity than the cartoonish nature of what you're describing. Yet that's what we get, right? And I I think no, not everyone. I mean, show <laughs> you can have those experiences and not know how to integrate them into, you know. You're writing. I, yeah, I don't know. I always kind of question, like, is it a not knowing thing? Is it a what are we comfortable with thing? Yeah. Um, sure. You know, from an ex- executive sort of editorial perspective, right? You have to have, you have to be encouraged to tell that sort of story. And I always wonder with a project like this, if that's yeah. the case. Um, it ties in a little bit. Well, I mean, we can talk about this later. So it, we're kind of at an hour here, so I don't know how much I want to go into this. But like one thing I keep thinking about, and I'm kind of trying to figure out how to articulate it. Maybe I've mentioned it before, is so the MCU ended. It did, right? Like, Endgame was an ending, and it's a very good one. And then it tries to continue. And I can't stop comparing that experience to what Marvel Comics went through after Secret Wars in 2015, where it's like, this thing that obviously is not actually going to end, ended (laughs) very effectively, but then it obviously wasn't going to end, so we carry on. Mm -hmm. And the Marvel Comics experience, for a couple years, was very volatile. There were, it was a hard thing to get going again. There was kind of no center. There was kind of no core plot. There was a big push for more diversity and more legacy characters. And a lot of folks loved that. And a lot of folks got real loud and angry about that. Right? All of this could also be used to describe the post-Endgame experience in the MCU. Right? Like, I feel like they are following exactly the same patterns. And what I'm trying to figure out, and I don't know if there is an answer, but it's like... Why, why did these, why did the actual pushes for like diversity and some increases in the types of characters that get stories told only occur after an ending and only occur sort of in a, almost a power vacuum at the core of these universes where then they feel like they're a part of a mess as opposed to a strategic plan. You know, like, it's just like, why does that keep happening? I mean, I think it's the, the answer is they have enough insulation from success to start being like, oh, and now we're going to, you know, start becoming important, quote unquote, right? Like we're, we can we can start taking what we view as risks, which apparently it is because, you know, like the most tame nothing. I mean, God, it's so boring. <laughs> I know, like we already talked about, it, but it's so boring that like a show like this or Miss Marvel gets like adults in an uproar because it's just like. The rest They're of the world is full of so much actual, like, challenging art, and this is just nothing. Like, this is but just, so, it's just that a woman exists. Don't care. 
I know it. Like no one cares is a thing. Like most people who watch the show probably have no idea that that's no discourse about it. You're you're correct. Like they just don't care because they're they're not online like we sadly are. (laughs) But Disney, Disney like sees that, and I think they it makes them risk averse, and I think it took them twenty. MCU movies to be like, okay, I think we're really, really popular and we can risk having but one led by a woman. I don't know how true that is because people, like, even the people who hate it still watch it because they're still talking about it oh, after, yeah, of course after having seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, uh, that's that Howard Stern thing of, like, you know, from uh, private parts of, you know, the people who hate him listen to him, you know, on average, like, an hour more a week than the people yeah. who, uh, like, actually really like him. So, yeah, sure. I mean, it's just, I, I that that's my theory, at least, is just that they're just very risk-averse and they felt like, you know, they're going to court controversy by having a black superhero or by having a yeah. female superhero at the forefront. I mean, and they do. Part of it, part know, of it is but, also, like, chen, change of executive power in Marvel. Like yeah, sure. Yeah. Ike Palmetto, like, yep. why we had didn't have any, like, female character or black character standing in, in their own movie for 10 years. It was yeah. in big part because of that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big reason why now we can get more characters. But, like, yeah, there's also the fact that, oh, now, now that we had the main, like, what they see as the main Captain America, so the white Captain America, the main Iron Man, the main Thor, etc., we can now have the like diverse versions for lack of a better word which is like mm-hmm. yeah that's sad to say but that's kind of how they see they would see it um and and like it will be interesting to see how how that sticks because because in the comics that doesn't really stick like the right. ma- the quote-unquote main versions of the character always come back tony stark always comes back to being iron man steve rogers always comes back to being captain america but in the movies you can't really do that yeah outside of like recasting with which i don't think that which i do anytime soon i mean i I do think like steve rogers and tony stark's time is done like yeah i mean like because they also have maybe in 20 years but like in the foreseeable future of of the mcu yeah definitely do you ever think you both make really good points and I appreciate uh-huh. both of them. Thank Those you, are dude. really well stated. Um, I think the thing that bums me out the most about it is, let's say She-Hulk continues on a mundane trajectory. So that folks like me are like, yeah, I'm pretty bored by it. Right? I think it's very fine. I'm going to rank it pretty low. Okay, let's just say that happens. Um, I hope it doesn't. Right? I hope it takes off. It gets even better from here. Uh, let's say that happens. Now it's doing the thing that happened to Marvel Comics where it's like, you know, you have these moments of... Okay, we got Sam Wilson, Captain America. We got Riri Williams as Ironheart. We got Jane Foster as Thor, right? Kind of on down the line. And then kind of looking at it a couple years later and being like, well, folks are mad. Sales are down. We still don't really have a core of where we're going. Guess it didn't work, right? Guess, yeah. guess, mm-hmm. that, was the, guess yeah. that was a problem. And that is what depresses me and bothers me because it's not that is not the problem. <laughs> yeah. The problem is not... Oh, we tried. Uh, we tried some different stuff. Tried some some different, you know, marginalized perspectives. Guess that didn't work. The problem is everything else around it, right? That we're talking about in terms of how invested are you? How much runway are you actually giving? Um, what is all the, like? Like the MCU is very reliant on connections and bringing it all together and kind of having a vision. Is that getting sold effectively? So that yeah. that piece of it but, makes me nervous and worried because it is like we saw this happen in the comics. Yeah, we, we but, just saw it. It's not that long ago. We can learn from it. But to to come back to your co- to your comparison with the comics, to me, like the stuff that 
made people excited again about Marvel Comics was giving a creator that had an interesting take and a, a, a risky take on character or characters, like, trust them to do something fun and different and maybe risky, but if it works, it can't, it can't be a new baseline of excitement for, for that universe. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, like, Al Ewing with Immortal Hulk, Jonathan Hickman with Hawksbox, even, like, stuff, I think that was before Secret Wars, with Matt Fraction and Hawkeye, like, stories like that that are, that are different from your basic Avengers uh, 2016 comic like that make people excited about that run and i don't think that's something that's happening right now about, with the movies and the shows like, i mean we say that but also they're being watched a lot <laughs> right like she hulk is uh yeah i mean miss marvel is probably the only one that like has not done up to expectations but also miss marvel is the highest critical reception to any of them which is baffling to me like i don't get it but um yeah like this this one's coming in you know like uh just below WandaVision, Moon Knight, Falcon, and Winter Soldier, tied with, like, Hawkeye. You know, Loki, I didn't know this, but Loki was, like, the runaway hit <laughs> for the MCU um, for these oh, shows. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah people, that's... people tend to like Loki more than WandaVision, even with yeah. those, which I'm always kind of not quite there. Yeah. I, I, I'm i there. I, I really yeah, I'm fully there. Loki is yeah. my favorite. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Loki is the show, show out of all of them that actually deals with, like, real-world stuff, um, kind of in a, uh, like serious way that's a little challenging in as much as like is it okay to kiss your own clone because uh <laughs> yes it is and i'm glad that fi- someone finally said it yeah yeah we did need that out there in the world okay okay yeah, yeah. no i think it's good all right final uh i guess hulky thing uh so hulk's in the spaceship he's going uh he's going to take care of this alien invasion situation uh some people think oh hulk's going to space it's secret because we're, we're doing planet hulk no, and, uh, and world war hulk <laughs> Do you think we're? Do you think we're? Do you think it's going to connect to any sort of future Hulk vision? Where do you think that's going? Se- it's anything? secret invasion. It's got to be. Right? You think, you think I don't think it's secret ties? invasion. What do you mean, Charlotte? Fight me. I mean, first of all, like he's not in the secret invasion show, and secret invasion is just going to be a show, and that's that's going to be it's like that's going to cameo like, would be nice be, there. The, sorry, a Hulk cameo would be nice. Yeah, it would, invasion. but I I don't think that's team secret invasion. And like the sheep, the, the sheep that attacked them in the first episode, like looked like the Sakaar sheeps in Thor Ragnarok. So I think I'm that's going to be more on that. Making side fun of, of your the... accent is not uh like <laughs> it, it's not classy, but uh it does sound like you're saying a bunch of sheep are attacking him <laughs> continually. <laughs> you're like the Shi'ar sheep were attacking him uh, versus sheep. the uh, the Skrull sheep, which uh, I think you're confusing with the Skrull cows. Okay, so I think it is Sakaar. <laughs> Dave, just um, I, so the, the tie <laughs> then you, would be, is he going to <laughs> have bullying. kids? Uh, is Does he have a secret child, yes. right? And then you could do sort of the Son of Hulk thing. I, I think it's... Here's what I think is going to happen. I think the entire plot is going to play out over the duration of She-Hulk. He's going to go and return by the end of this, and it's just always going to be in the background and be kind of a gag that he's dealing with all this wild stuff in the midst of whatever She-Hulk is calling him about. Sure. Like, yeah, I don't think it's maybe. setting anything up. I think it's just all gag. Hulk's dealing with an alien invasion on the side. I mean, there were... That's fine, too. I don't know yeah. how true that was, but, like, there were rumors, but, like, kind of confirmed about there being maybe a World War Hulk movie at some point. But I don't know they, if that's what it can is. Can they do a Hulk movie? I thought there... Is Hulk tied up in some weird rights where they... It's, universal like, technically universal, but, like... They can use Namor them as an is Avenger, the same thing, not, and they yeah. got Namor for Black Panther. Okay, so. did they actually end okay, up buying those rights? Yeah. Okay. We're like, as far as we know, we don't really know, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that could work as a story. Um, like, if, 
especially if you're building out a Hulk family of sorts with She-Hulk on Earth, with Abomination and maybe some other characters. I feel like Amadeus Cho was announced in something, but I can't remember what. Uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like World War Hulk as like a Hulk family show of Hulk coming back and maybe he's different or something and the other Hulks have to fight him and get him back to being friendly Hulk. Uh, yeah, I don't know, that, that story, that sounds kind of fun and maybe could happen. Yeah, uh... I have no thoughts. Never mind. <laughs> it's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine them pulling it off with the World War Hulk that I like. I'm definitely a big World War Hulk fan. I actually really like that event. Yeah. Um, I don't see how it would work in a similar I mean, it way. It wouldn't work the same because you don't have the Illuminatis. You don't have like Korg is completely different. Like the Illuminati. Reason for him to be mad. Oh, yeah. Zach. <laughs> well played, my man. Well played. Uh, yeah, I feel oh, like God, I can't zinger. get that line it, out of my head. <laughs> I definitely feel like it wouldn't be a thing where he actually has a reason to be mad and he's he's going back. It'd be like uh-huh. we're bringing back the leader and the leader is controlling the Hulk and that's why it's happening. Something like that. Is that a uh, Tim Blake? Tim Blake Nelson's head has been swollen with gamma. <laughs> I mean, for fourteen we have, years. We have if Tim sh- Blake Nelson as up. the leader, and we are not doing anything with that. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah, if if he shows up, I will. I'll be very happy. Uh, much oh, better. Than I mean, I feel Ross. like that's that's a I'd possibility. Like for the final episode of She-Hulk, like teasing something like that. That would be a very fun comeback in his yeah. classic leader costume. Like that would be perfect. I need it, I need a ballad of Buster Scruggs, Tim Blake Nelson leader yeah. crossover. And you stat. know what? We are lacking like fully weird mad scientists in the MCU. Yes. Yeah, we don't yes, really we have. One we of need those. some leader. Yes. Yeah, because they they try to make them leader. all serious. Like every time we have kind of a science gone wrong, it's a uh, yeah. It's like the woman who created Ultron in Age of Ultron. It's just like serious science labs that made a mistake. Um, yeah. But yeah, we need a kook. Uh, as long as they do recast, I really won't, don't want the um, the Modern Family guy as uh, as Doctor Samson. Like that was bad casting in the initial. Oh yeah, Hulk Is movie. it the dad from Modern Family? Ty Burrell was, was Samson in the original. Um, Ooh, who should be that? Doc Samson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing the Rock with a very weird green wig. <laughs> well, if you're gonna do Modern Family, how about the um, the the heavier set husband? I don't know that actor's name. Yeah, I don't, I don't either, but I know who you're talking about. Um, He'd be a better Samson. Yeah, sure. Actually, you know, the dad, right? The uh, From Coach? Um, the, oh the tough, gruff dad guy. He's He's been in other stuff. He's a name. Yeah, Ed, Ed O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, that one. That's not Coach. I'm, That's uh, Married with Children. Sorry. Everybody. I'm picturing Henry Cavill as Doug Simpson, and I really like that vision, so I, I'm going to do handsome. That. But Doc Samson is kind of, I don't know. It would be a little just Clark Kenty, but with like primary colors. Yeah. That would be really fun. Yeah. That would be such an odd turn, but it would be very fun. Oh, you know what? Bring back Edward Norton as (laughs) as Doc Samson. (laughs) Oh, that's even better. I was thinking if you're going to do World War Hulk, have the Hulk return as Ed Norton, I thought. Just recast that way would be pretty funny. But casting him as something else Hulk adjacent is maybe better. (laughs) Can I point out a joke that uh, did make me really hate the meta stuff in She-Hulk, which is where they're talking about Incredible Hulk stuff, which, you know, like, of course, the MCU finally is actually making... The Incredible Hulk, like, really canon <laughs> in a way that it hasn't before. I don't even know. Yeah, is sure. it on the... Is it on Disney Plus? No, I, it's, I don't like think it is. It's, like, the only one that's not available on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
they're talking about that and bruce is like saying like oh i forgive him i was a whole different person then which is a kind of a funny little joke about the recasting yeah, and then you know she hulk needs to turn to the camera and go ha huh, like and point out that there's a pun there and that that just killed me i was like oh i get the joke oh and now you're making sure that i know you're making a fun little wink yeah like, that, that kind of hand holding thing that dave was mentioning hand holdy mm. uh I wouldn't okay, mind if final, she Hulk final thoughts my hand, here. If you know what I mean. Isn't it weird that Titania just shows up and then nothing happens for two episodes? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean I, I think they're just there's I mean that's fine. That's a TV show, you know. You're okay with that stuff for for later on. I mean, yeah. it's very weird because I follow the actress and she's very online, way too oh, online, God, and I feel like half my time, online. half my timeline is her tweets about Titania in a way like. You feel like she's the main character of the show, and she's just like in <laughs> yeah, she, three seconds of the first episode. Yeah. She's someone yeah. that you need to avoid on oh, social media if you online. want to enjoy her uh, acting. She's very good yeah. in The Good Place, and then you look at her internet presence, and you're like, oh my god, you're going to ruin every all your work for me. Yeah, loved her in The Good Place. Yeah. Um, okay, so all right, any any other thoughts from both of you on, uh, on She-Hulk? Final thoughts? Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, oh, it's short. I like that. It's like half hour. Oh, episode. yes. 20, 26 minutes. Half hour I mean, it's a little longer. It's going to be nine episodes instead of, I think, the six we've been getting lately. But like short episodes, it's good. I, it's much That's easier I, for me to make sure I have time on like a Thursday to watch 26 minutes than it is 50. Can they Can they pick a release date, by the way? Like, what is going on here? What do you mean? We've had Fridays. We've had Wednesdays. Now we're on Thursdays. <laughs> Come on. It doesn't matter. Pick a day. <laughs> pick a day. I've had, all. listen, new comic book day is solidified. Mm-hmm. I know what day that is. You can't change days on me. They have different. They have a lot of different shows on there. Um, I have. A, I have one other thing to mention. Just started watching Better Call Saul. Good show. Good show. <laughs> oh, Never, <yeah. laughs> I just finished. I just finished a rewatch of Breaking Bad, which is uh, yeah, we, we noticed still we excellent. It. And uh, yeah. watched El Camino, which is pretty good. Now I'm you know, I've been. I've, I want to do El Camino because uh, I Better Call Saul is. Here, here's what I'll say about El Camino. No spoilers about this for people who haven't caught up. Um. It is a very good extra episode if you just watch the show, and then if you return to it as like, well, I just want like a Breaking Bad movie. It's kind of disappointing, but like as an epilogue that just kind of gives Jesse, yeah. I think who was underserved by the finale. Uh, I felt very underserved. That was my big complaint when I watched it seven, eight years ago. I was like, oh, okay, I guess we just never really find out what's going on with him. Uh, it like perfectly ca- so i think the uh, the creators agreed with me <laughs> they were like let's do a movie yeah. about this uh so it is just kind of another episode and it's good it's just another episode of breaking bad but it's not like it's it's i think it would be weird to like i watched the show seven eight years ago and now i'm watching this now because you would just be like oh okay this mm. is just it feels like i watched it like a, the day after i finished the finale and it's like it picks up immediately afterwards and just continues. Like I don't know that I could handle a Breaking Bad rewatch. Actually, it sounds yeah. too tense. It was, yeah, it was I, good. I, I liked it even more difficult. than I, I thought I would. Uh, I have yeah, never good, actually good fully watched. Like I watched the first three episodes of Breaking Bad. Like hmm. oh god, uh, four well, years ago, yeah. and I just didn't like. It's not even that I decided to stop. It's that every time I was like, oh, let's keep going. I was just. Let's not. Let's do something else. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're wrong. I need, to, I need to get back <laughs> you're to You're wrong it. for not watching it. <laughs> no, I, I no, know I, I am, and I, I, I want to go back to it, it, but like, it, it was like you have to be in, in the right mood, I feel like. Yeah, it's it, not like a let's have fun. Yeah. <laughs> watch totally, it's, it's so it engaging. What are you talking about? Like, it's what? engaging, oh but it's Zach, hard to Zach, you don't like fun? This is, okay, We no, Charlotte, we cracked it. Zach's idea of fun... 
this is not like a miserable Heavy slog. Tense. It's a, it's a no, like, it's not a that slog. It's just engaging. It's like, yes, it, it is. You... I'm saying it's hard to watch and like, yeah, because it makes it makes you it's hard feel awful <laughs> because no, of it the way the what are you? Oh my god, that, that's listen. So, it, it's I'm not the like kind of person that hates like the office. Like the US version of the office, because because I want to f- smash my screen even t- every time like uh, Michael <laughs> opens his mouth, I okay. can't go through no, Breaking go Bad. Watch I, you, I back cringe watch too your much. Kids cartoons, children, both of you making fun of both. Anyway, Better Call Saul, which I never watched before, is uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Better Call Saul is a flipping miracle. I've, oh, have you watched it? Yeah, it's, I, it's at the beginning. I think like when I first heard it was announced, I was like, why? Why are you doing this? Yeah, this is so exactly. strange. And I think, like, if I, I, I've heard so much good stuff about it where people are like, it's probably better than Breaking Bad, and it might even be better than, like, The Sopranos. Like, I, I heard a TV critic say that the other day. I was like, that's really high praise. Um, but, it's like uh, if Wolverine Origins was better than Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. But it, it, it's so, so far, good. there's been one, I'm four episodes in, and I, I do have a little bit of that feeling of, like, if I had just watched this initially, I would have been like, hmm. This is interesting. I'm really not sure why they did this. Like, yeah, you got it, like, it's a it's a long haul. I mean, it's but a, there's it's a, a there's a scene in the second map. episode. Uh, this is this is not a spoiler except for just like a thing that happens. It's not like a plot point. There's a scene in the second we episode that I think Jesse is makes it brilliant, <laughs> incredible. Where Saul has to he's like in a courtroom negotiating, but he's in the desert negotiating how injured. Uh, these two boys are going to be by this criminal. This criminal wants to kill them, and he's like trying to talk them down into like to fit the the crime will fit the punishment basically. And instead of killing them, he was like trying to talk them down from that to like losing a limb to uh, just cutting off fingers to breaking their legs. And it's like a courtroom negotiation, but it's for the physical well being of his uh, his comrades, his associates. It's it was brilliant. It's like one of the best things in both Breaking Bad or this show. Uh, really incredible it stuff. It is a good one. Yeah. So you'd say like probably like Breaking Bad one, She Hulk two, Better Call Saul three. Probably where mm, you're at right now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. How many Sauls <laughs> on a on a scale of one to ten Sauls? What would you give She Hulk? Who uh, I give it a quarter of a Saul. The, the Just thing a is, quarter? Watching, <laughs> you said watching, you liked it. <laughs> I do, but you know, watching Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul really put into relief, like, oh, TV can do things, right? Like, TV can make choices and present information in interesting ways. And there's things like montage, and there's things like using your yeah. editing to tell the story, and intrigue, and you know, music choices, right? Like, you, you can see, like, that's a show that just uses every tool to make sure you're always engaging with the material in the most interesting way possible whereas you know the mcu is like camera medium distance uh dialogue cut back and forth like everything's you know it's very predictable yeah. you know i should have mentioned i did watch both episodes of she hulk with the sound on ah, okay all right and no <laughs> captions i should have mentioned that up front with the sound on but screen like shut off only the sound, <laughs> like a podcast. Yeah, I, did. I did have a sheet of paper in front of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so you could just see listened. lights flickering from behind the screen. <laughs> okay. And that's why it looks so terrible to you. Yeah, yeah no, this this explains <laughs> a lot. This explains a lot. Okay. Yep. We did it. All right. I, I hope that when we gather again to do a full recap of the nine episodes that I feel way better about it and we can all come and sing the praises of yeah. of shield because i want Ooh. to like the show i again like i said i love tatiana maslany in orphan black um i quite like the premise 
it's a very fun premise. It could be very fun. I hope it gets there. Charlotte, sometimes. Yeah, uh, I, I was gonna ask, have you, have you, have either of you watched the I Am Groot shorts, which are technically an MCU thing that came out like? No, should ago? I? I don't know. I haven't watched them either. Uh, yes, okay. I did. I was just and curious. Yeah, I did. I watched a couple of them. Eh, okay. Eh. Okay. Well, I mean, like they bad. don't capture like like they. It kind of just is like, what if Groot's like a little cutie, and that's it, which is like He's not already the f- Guardians too. Right, it's our Guardians too, but the fun thing about little Groot is that he's also, like, very violent. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't true. quite capture that. It's kind of just like, what if he was just a little cutie running around? It, it feels like yeah. you could slot in any other cutesy cartoon character and it works fine. It's fine. I don't know. Whatever. There's worse, yeah. there's worse ways to spend three minutes <laughs> than watching yeah. one of those. I, I was just curious because yeah. I think, like, we're not getting anything else MCU until... Uh, I mean, outside of She-Hulk until Black Panther 2, which I am, I am very excited about. Because, yeah, I'm, like, I'm steering that trailer me. sold me in a way that I haven't been sold on anything MCU since I don't even know what. I haven't uh, seen it. Same. I'm not. I'm steering clear of all of it. Incredible trailer. Honestly, like, if you're afraid of getting spoiled, I think it's it's very good at not spoiling anything and just, no, I just giving I, you I'd a general just, feel. I'd rather just go That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It, was, it was pure hype for me as well, yeah. which is, I haven't had that experience in a minute. Um, I, I don't know that we need to have a conversation about it, but I do think I'm ready for the MCU to slow down back it up a little bit um not not to do the mcu fatigue thing but i just yeah. I do feel like some months between events actually helps yeah uh, I know it, what you mean. it definitely helps so all right this is my moral of year you can find us online at my moral of year i'm dave you can find my stuff at comic herald or comicherald.com again if you want to support the show you can go over to patreon.com slash my marvelous year and of course you can rate and review on itunes it is greatly appreciated if you do um let us know if this is indeed the number one podcast for moms, which is what they're saying in the oh god, I forgot all about this. We have thoughts. to, <laughs> Charlotte. I wanted to like start this episode by talking about my ultimate year ending and uh, our new show. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I wanted to begin this episode with an announcement, and I completely forgot. Okay, you can. Uh, uh, why don't you record it and you could splice it in as like an ad, or we'll just we'll do a, a separate little episode, just a two minute episode. We'll put out on the feed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> forgot episode. all about okay. that sure. okay all right thanks everybody thank you it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been real i appreciate all of you swaggy we'll see you next year <laughs> see you next see you year, next year. <laughs> <laughs> that swaggy broke me i didn't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>